morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our online internet church service. I'm so happy that you're here, and I believe today the Holy Spirit will feed you the faith that you need to do all that God has called you to do. Praise God. And we know that our faith feeds on the Word of God, which is received by the illumination of God's good spirit. Let's take our Bibles and go to the book of Romans chapter 10 and examine verse 13. We're going to receive the holy tithes and offerings and bring them into the storehouse of God. But it's always good to look at a scripture of faith so that our faith is strong in the area of finances, because this is a very important area within our lives. Romans chapter 10 verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Salvation is a decision that a person makes after hearing the preaching or teaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe they heard it once and made the decision for Christ, or maybe it took a while of consecutively hearing it before they just made that decision within their heart that they want to go to heaven and have their sins forgiven. But my friends, it is a decision that we make as individuals. God is ready to receive us based upon our decision, but God cannot make that decision for us. God's will is that He is willing that all should be saved, that none should perish, that all men should come to the knowledge of the truth and receive Christ as their Savior. But my friends, God can't force people to make that decision. It's something that we do ourselves. Now, in light of Romans verse 10, excuse me, chapter 10, verse 13, I want you to think about a deception that has infiltrated the thought life of many Christians. And this is the deception. It goes just like this. The deception is that God decides your wealth. In other words, some Christians actually think that God, looking down from heaven, looks at those within the church and those within the world, and God decides that this person will be a billionaire, this person will be a multimillionaire, this person will be a ditch digger and will never rise above $15 an hour. And this person will be a middle class person and they'll be comfortable. They won't really be rich, but they won't be poor either. We'll just keep that person there. And people think that's the way God works. But God does not decide your wealth. By the way, if He did decide your wealth, that would be no different from the old outlawed caste system within the Hindu religion, which although it has been outlawed in India, it's still in many ways practiced. And it's a Hindu way of thinking or theology within their religion, which says that you are born into certain levels. And the level that you're born into, you can never break out of that no matter how much you want to, because the cosmic forces, or because karma has decided that this 
is your lot. So all of those who've gravitated towards wealth, or all of those who were born into privileged positions, and it could easier get into politics, or easier get a new business started, or whatever it might be, they had good karma, and it's just, that's the way it is for them. And for the rest of you that, um, you know, have no education or whatever, that's the way it's supposed to be for you. But there's a lot of Christians who think the same thing, that somehow God decides their wealth, and they have nothing to do with it as individuals. Thank God the caste system was outlawed. It was awful. It would try to keep people in perpetual poverty, and instill in them a mindset that you were born into this, so accept it. It's like this forever for you and your descendants. That's not good. That's, that's awful. Now, you have to understand that God does not decide your wealth. Your decisions decide your wealth. Oh, Pastor Stephen, how can that be? Stop and just kind of scan over your life briefly with the help of the Holy Spirit and the help of your brilliant memory, and think about all the times you spent money and purchased things you didn't really need. Maybe it was an impulse buy. Maybe it was an emotional buy. Maybe you bought it because you thought it was a great discount or a great deal. But what's the use of a good deal if you don't even need it? Oh, but yet money was spent. And stop and think that if instead of spending all of that money on bad decisions, if you had saved all of that and had never spent that, if you would have just thought, instead of buying that, I don't really need it, and that's really a vanity item, uh, it's not necessary, I'm just going to, I'm going to take that money and just save it instead, there's no telling how much money uh, an individual could attain to, because our decisions decide our wealth. Woo, praise the Lord. And when you implement good biblically based decisions in the way that you handle money, in the way that you spend money, when you do it God's way, you will end up going towards the top. Woo, praise the Lord. And so many of the champions of the faith were blessed. When you look at Abraham, the father of faith, it says that he was very rich. And he had these, all these different types of assets that he was wealthy in. And then you see other men like David and Solomon and so forth. And that you see that prosperity is God's plan for his people so that we are blessed. Why? So that we might be a blessing. Woo! Praise the Lord. My friends, it is our decisions that decide our wealth. The decision to tithe. The tithe belongs to the Lord. And we honor God and we put Him first with all money that comes into our life by giving God His 10%. And then there can be those times when we also want to sow special seed, because it is the sowing of seed or giving special offerings that entitled us to returns, such as 30, 60, or even 100 fold. Or you could say God's good, better, or even best return for your life. Praise the Lord. But my friends, these are decisions that we make. The decision to discipline yourself with spending, to think about every purchase, to think about every time money leaves your hand, the decision to get another estimate. 
And if that one still doesn't seem right, the decision to get another one and to get maybe five or six if you need to. Praise the Lord. You can save thousands of dollars doing that. The decision to walk away. If you're trying to make a purchase and you know that you're not getting a good deal, well, Pastor Stephen, I really want it. That's my color. I'm willing to pay. I, I'm willing to overpay for that. That's, that's why people stay poor. It's not that God's trying to keep them in poverty. God's trying to get people out of poverty. But it's personal decisions that, that decide a person's wealth. See, many people think that the reason that they don't have wealth is because they don't make enough money. But when you examine the income that the person would make as contrasted to their outcome, oh, you find out, no, it's not that you're not making enough money. You are making pretty good money. You're just not stewarding it properly, and you're making poor decisions. You're making foolish decisions with the way that you spend or and you're not saving anything and you know you do that every day and every month and every year and eventually you I you end up in a place especially if you get older in life that you wake up wondering how am I going to retire or you might not be able to retire if you've made very poor decisions but my friends we must not blame the devil the devil didn't hijack a person's mind and or hijack their arm and make them pull out their wallet and grab all their cards out, their credit cards, and start maxing them out. Those were personal decisions. And so we have to get very, very good with making decisions that have to do with anything with money. And these decisions should be based on biblical values. Look, God wants to get you out of debt. Debt diminishes your sovereignty if you're in debt you begin to lose control of your freedoms and so God wants to bring you out of that but you have to become very disciplined with your spending habits praise God it is your decisions that decides your wealth it's not God's decision God has given laws God has given commandments God has given instructions but if we don't follow them if we don't follow them we will be in very difficult uh, dilemmas. But my friends, we are people that work the Word. We are people that obey biblical laws and rules. And when we do that, you tie into spiritual laws. You tie into the financial covenant, which works even when there can be circumstances in the world that would be contrary or opposed to your lifting. The covenant is stronger. The covenant will still take you up. We see that when Isaac sowed seed, even during a time of famine, but yet even with famine, recession, depression economically, yet even with the famine, he reaped one hundredfold that same year. So the covenant works, work the covenant, honor God, put God first, be a tither, and make good decisions because it is your decisions that decide your wealth. And based on that, I can predict your future. You're going to become wealthy. Woo, praise God. Say, yes, Pastor Stephen, that's true. Look, when you work the Word, you will become wealthy. Hearing the Word, yes, and obeying it, doing it, yes. It will produce righteous, beautiful, productive, fruitful results in your life, and that absolutely includes your finances. Now, let's get ready today to honor the Lord with our tithes and with our offerings. We also are getting close to 
Passover, and we are going to receive a special seed, a special offering for Passover that will go towards the fence project. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, finish the fence. So we're going to continue on that until it's done. We're a little past halfway. And so your special offering, any special giving above your tithe can be applied towards the fence project. If you would like to sow into that when you give, just make a little note on the side. Say, Pastor Stephen, this is my Passover seed for the fence project. Praise God. Thank you so much for tithing and sowing the special offerings. That's what helps us to do these special projects are your special offerings. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people as they honor you today with the tithe and with offerings. We just thank you, Father God, for an abundant harvest. We thank you for wisdom. We thank you for good decision making in all of our spending. Large purchases, small purchases, medium purchases. We thank you for daily wisdom on all that we do. We thank you, Father God, that we are stewards over all that you've entrusted us with, and we want to be shown before your eyes that we are being good stewards so that you can increase the level of talents in our life. We thank you, Father God, that as we show faithfulness, you said that you would give us more. So we thank you for that. We thank you that your word is working, and we thank you for the prosperity that you have planned for us, unfolding fully, richly, and abundantly in the lives of your people in Jesus name. Amen. Say, Pastor Stephen, I receive. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, if you would like to mail in your tithes and your special Passover offering, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Our zip code is 28654. If you want to bring it in online, it's very safe, very secure, and available 24-7. Please go to the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There is a link on the homepage that's called Tides and Offerings, Sow and Reap. And you can go there, and it comes immediately into the storehouse of God. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And I was going to say, as you sow your Passover seed... Believe God for a fence around all that God has put under your authority, under your control. This is a decade of dominion, and all that God has given you dominion over, that there will be a fence around it, a fence around your health, a fence around your life. And I'm also believing that attached to the anointing on this seed and the harvest coming back to you, that God bring you out of debt. If there's any debt in your life, that the Lord will bring you completely out of debt, and that all of your debts can be paid off to His glory, so you have complete freedom in your life to serve Him. In Jesus' name, thank you so much for your giving. Praise the Lord. Let's take our Bibles and go to the New Testament, to the book of Colossians, chapter 2. I would like today for us to talk some about the ministry of the angels because I believe we're in a special, I wouldn't just call it a moment, because I believe from here on out, until the Lord comes back, this is not going to let up. I believe we have come into a time of angelic acceleration, and this acceleration is pertaining to God's plan for your life, 
the assignment that he has for your life, the destiny that he desires for you to feel. There is a move of angels coming in to come alongside you, to get behind you, to move you forward in this plan of God for your life in an expedited, accelerated way. And we need to talk about it today. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we ask for the quickening power of your Holy Spirit to touch our minds, our hearts, that we can hear your word and understand it and apply it to our lives. We thank you, Father, for help. You are sending help. And we give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now say this say, I receive the help of the angels. Say, I receive special angelic help. Praise God. Now, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 2, let's start in verse 1. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden. What we're talking about is something that's hidden. In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Angels are going to come and help you so that God's plan for your life is fulfilled quickly. What could have taken maybe seven years in the natural to carry out, there's going to be such a help from God's angels that within seven months it's going to get done. But it's very, very important that what is accomplished, what is joined to, is actually the true wisdom and the true knowledge of God. Because our souls can sometimes desire certain things, and motives can sometimes be mixed with what's pure and also what's natural and soulish, and we have to separate the two. And the Word of God is is able to separate spirit from soul. And we want to know exactly what God wants us to do, and that's what we touch. That's what we believe God for. And you never want to pursue something that's not on the radar that God has planned for your life. If you do, you'll waste time, and we don't have any time to waste. If you do, you'll waste money, and you certainly don't want to waste that. And thirdly, if you do, you will waste energy, and no matter how strong you are, no matter how energetic you are, you're going to need all of that energy for the God assignment. So the angels are going to come, but we must stay on task, and we must have the hidden knowledge, the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And to be quite honest, there needs to be a digging for this. Sometimes people have a little bit of a sense When I say people, I'm talking about God's people. They have a little bit of a sense of what God wants them to do, but it's like having four pieces of the puzzle, but yet there's 12 pieces that make the total puzzle, puzzle, but they've got four, and they think they've got the whole picture. 
No, it's better to wait on God so that you get the full knowledge and the full wisdom. Because if you move ahead prematurely, you risk not understanding exactly what God wants you to do. And the angels, because they are spirit beings and they are in the spirit realm, they have the ability to know what's a God assignment and what's something that's just human or would have human motives, would maybe even have selfish ambition, and they won't push that. They'll only get behind the God-ordained project. And to know that, you have to dig deep. The things of God, the, the wisdom and the knowledge of God, these treasures are hidden. They're not laying on the surface. Now, some small things you can pick up on the surface. If you're looking for gold, it is possible to find some nuggets on the surface, but not very much. If you want to get into the real goal, you're going to have to start going deeper. Why? It's hidden. It's hidden. And so we want to search for what? The treasures of wisdom and knowledge that are located in Christ. Praise God. It's important to wait upon the Lord and not launch out prematurely, but to know exactly what God wants you to do and to be very confident with that plan that He has for your life. We see a good example of this in Psalm 127, verse 1, unless the Lord builds the house. Oh, Pastor Stephen, Jesus, He doesn't work with wood anymore. He's not building houses anymore. Well, He probably doesn't want to do too much with wood anymore because He had a pretty, pretty rough experience there on the cross. But He still works with building houses. Praise God. Those houses are plans. Those houses are purposes. Those houses are the things that you're supposed to pursue in life. And God wants to build the house for you. But it has to be the house that God commissions. It has to be the house that God ordains. Or if you build something that he doesn't give you the permit for, then he's not responsible for what becomes of that. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. So we see that it is possible that it could be built, but it's a labor, God says, that is in vain. Woo, praise the Lord. This is very important because on the day of judgment, there will be works that stand up under the test of fire, under the scrutiny of God, under the credentials of was this a God ordained project? And there will be those that are found to be gold and silver and those things that were found to have value in godly, uh, godly origins. But there will be other things that will found to have been very human, very flesh motivated. It, and it will be wood, hay, and stubble, and it will all burn, even if it was applauded on the earth. Oh, you're doing a great job. You're, that's good. Go, brother, go. But if that thing is not of God, if that thing is not uh, sent forth from the Lord, then on that day, there will be no works associated with that. Why, Pastor Stephen? Because God cannot bless, God cannot honor disobedience. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. A certain minister, a great man of God, left his country and traveled to Japan 
to minister for the first time in Japan. Not the first time a minister had ever been there, first time he'd ever been there. And when he taught the people, when he was finished, because he's a great teacher, when he was finished, the Japanese people there in the assembly, they were weeping. They said, we have never heard the gospel explained so clearly. We have never heard the scriptures come so alive as through your teaching. Please, you must come back and begin to teach us and mentor us and establish us in the truths of God's word. And he said, I will pray about it. And I, I, I believe this is something that, that myself and my ministry can do. So he left Tokyo, got on the plane to fly back to his home country, which was a long flight, maybe like 11 hours or something like that. And he said, the minister said for the first nine hours on the way back, he's planning out what he can do to impact the city of Tokyo and to impact basically in a sense the nation of Japan because this minister uh, is a very large ministry uh, a very large ministry so he's already making plans of how he can touch Japan with the gospel and he worked on it for nine hours he had notes he's because he's very um logistic he's very detailed he made notes he's very he's an apostle so everything's structured he's got the plan he can implement it and after nine hours while on the airplane he said the holy spirit spoke to him and said japan is not your assignment that is reserved for someone else you know what he did he said he took all of his notes whoosh, and just crumple them up and threw them away. My friends, you have to stay on a task. You have to stay on assignment. You have to stay in your lane because that's where the rewards are at. Okay? You have to build what God wants you to build. And when you do that, the angels, they can see that runway in the spirit realm. Why? It's lit up by the it's lit up by the plan of God. It's illuminated. They can see that. They will get behind you when your hands are joined to that work, and they will push you. They will strengthen you. They will cause provision to come. They will cause encouragement and help to come. They will cause others to join you that, will, that are destined to be a part of it. Everything will be added unto you. But if you try to do something that is not decreed from heaven, then you could put a lot of labor into it, a lot of sweat. Uh, and even a lot of money, but if it's not blessed of the Lord, it's not going to go anywhere. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. These things are very, very important because the angels are going to come, but you must be on target. You must have your hands joined to what God has called you to do. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. This is very important. Isaiah chapter 54 Despite what's going on in the world today, this is a time of increase and expansion for you because the angels are coming. I'm about to share some things concerning that. Isaiah 54, verse 2 Enlarge the place of your tent. See, this time of enlargement. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Praise God. This is a type of increase and expansion. Well, Pastor Stephen, it looks like it would be a type of contraction, of shrinking down and reducing. But because help is coming, you're going to move forward. 
you're going to be just like that salmon that swims upstream while the current of the world system goes downstream. You will go upstream. You're going to go up spiritually. You're going to go up economically. And the wisdom of God will be upon you to do this. And the angels assisting you will be quite obvious, will be quite evident. Praise God. Now, let's take a look at this because we're very close to it. Let's just move over to Isaiah 60. Verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. That's, that's a fun verse, and it, and it should be. Beautiful promise. Verse 2, we will experience now, not just verse 1, but verse 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness, or as the King James Version says, gross darkness, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and His glory will be seen upon you. Now, while we may want to think that the planet, the earth, is in a place of deep darkness, there is definitely darkness out there. But my friends, things have shifted in the time in which we live, and the world will now begin to move into what God described in His Word verse 2, as gross darkness upon the people, coming upon the people. Now, don't let that make you have any fear. Just as the children of Israel were in the land of Goshen, while all the Egyptians were being hit with the plague, particularly the plague of darkness, and they couldn't see their hand in front of their face. It was literally that dark, thick darkness. Yet at the same time, just a little distance over, God was with His people there in Goshen, and it's bright sunlight, full sunlight, total comfort, and they were exempted from all the plagues, all the calamities, all of the disasters that were coming upon the, the Egyptians, and the Egyptians representing the world system. My friends, you're going to see the world begin to slip slowly into this biblical term called gross darkness or deep darkness, where things that the Bible calls perversion, they will say it's good, and they'll actually celebrate it. Now, we've seen some of that. It's going to get worse. But don't forget that the glory of the Lord is coming all over you, and I have good news today. The angels, new squadrons of angels, are being released to God's people right now to accelerate and to expedite the specific plan that God has for your life. Praise the Lord. And you're going to know when they're there. You're going to sense when they're there. And I would say to some of you, you're even going to see at times into the spirit realm, and you're going to know what the angels are doing. So whether you see them or not, that's not really important. The thing is, is that you will sense an awareness that they're working, and then you will know, yes, things are going on behind the scenes. Pastor Stephen, how will I know? You're going to now begin to see things get done in unprecedented amounts of time that have never happened before in your life. 
something as I said earlier something that could have taken maybe two years watch you'll get it done in four months you're going to begin to see an expediting of things why the angels are working behind the scenes because this whole planet is on a time clock and God knows what time it is and we are going to get things done so these angels are coming in yes we need to be aware of what's going on in the world we need to be informed but my friends stay on task stay focused with what God has called you to do because you're going to be blessed in a new dimension to be a blessing to others in a greater dimension Woo! praise the Lord it's going to be really really good the angels of the Lord some of you you're actually going to get new angels assigned to you and others of you the previous angels that have already been standing with you they're going to be charged with extra strength the new ones will also come in to assist and you're going to come into knowing the Lord Jesus Christ truly as the Bible reveals him as Adonai Perizim the Lord of the breakthrough Woo! praise God do you need a breakthrough today I see that you're saying yes praise God well it's one thing to read about Jesus as the Lord of the breakthrough but it's really another when he does show up in your life like he did for David and David just just like whoo wow I mean when the Lord when the Lord broke through he knew it and he's like I'm calling this place you know they call it Baal Perizim we can call it Adonai Perizim the Lord of the breakthrough but this is going to begin to happen in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Very, very exciting. And you'll sense it too. Just like David did when he heard the sound of marching at the top of trees. Now, who in the world would be marching or walking up at the top of the trees? Only the angels, my friends. And he could hear that rustling. He could hear that sound. And sometimes you'll begin to hear that sound. And as you lean in, some of you, you'll begin to even see, and you'll begin to see into the spirit realm, and that you will see the angels are working to cause a great breakthrough in your life. So we're going to begin to come into the power shift of God, because these angels are coming with power to break it through, to get it accomplished, to get it done. It's very, very important that you are on the right assignment. Remember, Jesus sent out the 12, and then he also sent out the 70 also. I mean, even sending them out, he said, you don't even have to take any money with you. Just go, just go. And he laid hands on them and sent them out. And they came back saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us. Woo. I mean, Lord, you anointed us with power and oh, it's happening. Miracles and demons fleeing and all of that. And the Lord asked him a question. He said, when I sent you, did you lack anything and every single one of them said no see here's the revelation when the Lord sends you he assigns you puts you on assignment says this is your lane stay in it when the Lord sends you that's also an apostolic anointing because an apostle literally in the Greek means a sent one now you don't have to be an apostle to understand or connect with this anointing but you do need to understand that there needs to be commissioning from the Lord that you pray you have prayed and you're solid on this and you know that God has given you thumbs up on this and you are ready to launch and when you do that when you do that you'll have the same testimony no lack no lack Jesus said when I sent you see there's people that they send themselves I'm going to do this 
brother, did you pray about that? Oh, no, no, I, I don't need to pray, Pastor Stephen. I, I know it. this is just a good thing. Well, there's a million good things you can do, but you need to do the God thing for your life. You need to pray about it, and you need to spend time with the Lord on your knees in prayer until you get a really good witness. Now, some of you, you're picking things up that God wants you to do, but you don't, don't leave the prayer room too soon because those things can be from the Lord. They can be legitimate, but that might be three years from now. That might be two years from now. What is the project he's got right now? What is the assignment right now? Don't move way ahead and try to live in the future. You can't do that. You have to be on task for what he has for you right now. That's what brings the angels. They see the divinely anointed landing strip, and that's where they bring the help to. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. All types of angels, all types of angels being released. I remember... When I was praying in my car, many of you have heard my testimony, but I, I turned around in my, in my car to look in the back because I, I just knew two angels came and sat in the back seat of my car, and I actually could feel in my spirit the car go down. Now remember, angels are spirit beings, but the glory, the glory also in the Hebrew meaning the kabod, there's a weight to it. So there, there's just because a creature is spirit doesn't mean they don't have weight or substance. Well, they sat in the back seat of my car, and I turned around and looked in the back, and there they were, two angels sitting there in the back seat of the car. Now I'm sitting in the spirit. If I was, if I couldn't see by the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't have seen them. I'd have just seen the, the back of my car empty. But because the Holy Spirit anointed my eyes, I turned around and I could see them. And the Lord spoke to me and said, those two angels that I was looking at, he told me their names, because I asked him, the names of the two angels were Joash and Josiah. And he said, these angels have been assigned to you to help you during your times of prayer and fasting. What did that tell me? That told me that that is a lane of my ministry that is just a part of what God has called me to walk in. Now, it doesn't mean I'm fasting all the time. I like food just like anybody else does. It's got a tongue and taste buds, right? I enjoy food, but I would have to admit that is a special anointing God has given to me. And when those angels release that anointing around me that they carry, just I, I just lose the appetite to eat. Oh, it doesn't mean that I, you know, couldn't eat, because I certainly could if I wanted to. But when there's an anointing, when there's grace, and I have no appetite, I just go with it, praise God. And I just spend that extra time in prayer. Why? Two angels were assigned to me to help me in that area. And it, it has been it has been a key part of my ministry. Now, they've been with me for over 15 years now. They haven't left. They're still here on the earth with me. And they still minister to me in that anointing that Jesus gave them. One time, I was in the fellowship hall, the, the other wing of our ministry over here, and we had just finished recording a live service, and after we had finished recording it, uh, the people were leaving, and I turned around to where the camera was at, because I was going to tell one of my assistants to stop the camera, because the stream is over, we could shut the stream off, and when I turned around to tell him that, and I looked over by the camera, I saw a new angel there that I'd never saw, I had never seen before in my life, and I said, Lord, who is that? And the Lord said to me, that is Siloam, he is the angel over your internet ministry. Woo! 
Ooh, praise the Lord. Amen. A wonderful angel. And uh, that angel actually had blonde hair. Siloam did. Now the angels, Joash and Josiah, they had black hair. And so not all angels have, you know, blonde hair. One time I was in the nation of Singapore, the first time I had ever gone there. And when I was in Singapore, I was praying to get ready for a meeting that I was going to minister in Sunday morning. So I'm praying early Sunday morning. And the, the Lord Jesus opened my eyes and allowed me to see in the spirit realm. And I saw the archangel, the chief angel that's over the entire nation of Singapore. And uh, I thought, wow, that's the biggest angel I've ever seen. He was probably about 800 feet tall. That's what he looked like. He was gigantic. He was so big. He had one leg and foot on the, the nation of Singapore, and the other leg uh, was out in the ocean about up to it looked like it was like up to his knee just about. And he was he was gigantic and uh, muscles like I've never seen biceps and uh, his his legs just phenomenal muscles and uh, a sword. A sword, you know, that was, you know, bigger than a house, longer than, it was just phenomenal. And uh, I, I went into that, that service that morning. We had a tremendous moving of the Spirit. There were some notable miracles that also took place. And I told the pastor about the angel I saw. He said, oh, he said, Brother Stephen, another prophet came through earlier, you know, that year. And he saw the same angel, the archangel over Singapore. And he said, he said, you both described him exactly the same way. He had real dark hair, black hair, very, very um, regal looking, praise the Lord. So every nation has an archangel over it. And the angel Michael, who's the warring angel, uh, who's the lead general in God's army of angels, he's assigned specifically over the nation of Israel. But trust me, he gets around quite a bit. So it's time for these encounters with Jehovah Sabah, who is captain of the angelic armies, the Lord of hosts. Now remember, the Lord of hosts doesn't mean like hosting at a banquet table here, let me host you and serve you some more spaghetti. That is a term uh, that means a mil that means military, that means an army. So he is the Lord of hosts or the Lord of armies. Ooh, praise the Lord. So my friends, these angels are coming in new levels, in new waves. So get ready because they're going to help you to, to accelerate these projects and get them done quickly. And that's how you're going to know they're there. You're going to sense their presence, but you're also going to see things getting done. And you're going to be like, wow, God's really working here through these angels. Praise God. So help is on the way. The Lord has also allowed me to meet different angels over different areas of the travel departments of my, of my ministry. When I travel domestically within the nation, state to state, there is an angel named Grace that has been assigned to me that helps me. And uh, as odd as that may sound, I've had a lot of help domestically because Things can still go wrong even when you're just flying from North Carolina to Texas. Baggage can get lost and stuff like that, but the Lord has done amazing things by sending that angel to help me so much, and it's been a big, big help. Now, another angel the Lord Jesus introduced me to years back, this angel uh, was bigger and stronger. This angel is named Mysterion. Now, this is my angel. I, I don't know what your angel's names would be, but trust me. 
all of the angels have names. It's not important always to know that. We do, we do know that Gabriel has a name. Michael has a name. But that doesn't mean the trillion plus others, you know, that are out there don't have names. They each have a name. If the Holy Spirit reveals that, that's fine. If not, perhaps it's not necessary. Probably not most of the time. But I'm always one that likes to ask questions. And if I talk to you long enough, and if I don't know you, eventually I'm going to ask your name. So when you have encounters in the spirit realm, there can be an anointing to ask and if it can be revealed, it, it will be. If not, you're you most likely will be told, that's none of your business. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. But some things you'll never know if you don't ask. So, this angel named Mysterion has been with me for years now to help me with international travel and has also gotten me and Kelly out of many a pickle and has helped us to move forward and do the things that we needed to do because if you can't get there you can't do what you're supposed to do and also getting back is just as important but other angels I've met as well but this is just a little example there are angels that are coming to help you out so that those plans Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 those plans that God mapped out for you those plans that God blueprinted for you before you were ever born before you were ever placed into the earth God had a plan for you to walk this path and the angels special angels are going to be released now to accelerate the fulfillment of that plan in its totality and the various segments of your life as you begin to fulfill those things that God has called you to do. Now let's go over to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1, and we want, we want to see a definition of the assignment of angels, because they all fall under this category. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13, but to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Well this was a teaching by the Apostle Paul, by the way, I believe that Paul, the Apostle, wrote the book of Hebrews, okay? And he really is talking here in chapter 1, continues in chapter 2, about the supremacy of the ministry of Jesus, that Jesus is over all that is on the earth, and He's way over angels. And so he gave a little teaching, basically, to let the uh, the Jewish believers know that yes, don't ever worship angels because they all bowed the knee to Jesus. Jesus is over all, and He's never said to God the Father never said to an angel, "Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool." No, He said that to Christ. But He did say this about the angels in verse fourteen: Are they that would be the angels? Are they not all ministering spirits? See, they're spirits. And they minister. That, the word minister means to serve. Are they, the angels, not all ministering or serving spirits? Sent forth to minister. Now the word minister can be translated also as render service. To minister or render service for those who will inherit salvation. That's you. You have salvation. You have the initial deposit. You've been completely born again. Your sins are washed away. You're walking with God. Your ticket is stamped for heaven. And you get all the way home one day. That's called the fullness of your salvation. Praise God. But my friends, right now, you are those who will inherit salvation. And the angels are sent forth to minister to you, to render service to you. And you're going to get done everything that God has called you to do. 
Woo! Praise the Lord. Right now, there's a right now assignment that God wants you to be on. You need to pray because the angels, they will be drawn to that now assignment. The now assignment. They come when you're ready. They are coming. I believe many of you are ready, but some of you have got to get the fine tuning. You've got to get it really dialed in. You don't want angels to show up and they're supposed to go this way and they show up and you say, go right there, go over there. <laughs> it's not going to work. They're going to be seeing the plan of God because in the spirit, they can see in the spirit. They can see the thing that, that, that by God they have been sent to be involved in. But if you're over here hung up in some soulish thing, oh, over here, I, I want that. If we do this, everybody's going to like me. No, you can't do it like that. You can't filter like that. You have to filter by the Word and the Spirit. And you've got to be on assignment. If, if you don't, you really risk delay. And you can't delay, because when the help is coming, that's when you've got to, just when you've got to tap in. When Jesus passed by, when He was on the earth, there was only one Jesus. He was the anointed one. And when He passed by, you had to be there. Well, you know what? He'll be by here tomorrow. No, he's, he's leaving. He's leaving the city, and he's on a circuit traveling. He won't be here, and he's the only one with an anointing like that, unlimited anointing. I would think if he's coming by, I'm going to be there. So the anointing, when the anointing passes by, you move with the Spirit. Oh, Pastor Stephen, we can just do that anytime. You can't fabricate the move of God. Now, you can pray and get over into the Spirit and stuff like that, but you just can't fabricate miracles just like, you know, we're making, you know, popcorn. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You have to catch that anointing. You, you ride that wave of the anointing, and there'll be those times you're going to sense that the angels are moving. Pastor Stephen, what should I do? You should say, go, ministering spirits. Go and work on the project that God has assigned you to. Go, go. In the name of Jesus, I receive your help. And, you know, just let come out, this, the, you know, the instructions come out of whatever the Holy Spirit would anoint you to utter and to speak. Woo! Praise the Lord. Say yes, this assignment, go and bring it to pass for the glory of God. Mm, 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 mm. Well, it is time to work with angels. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Some of you are going to encounter some new things, okay? You're going to encounter new things. Let me just tell you right now, not all angels wear white robes, okay? When I saw Joash and Josiah years back, they were wearing robes that looked like crimson red, but they were stained so dark with such a beautiful dark color, it looked like a velvet, not black, but it had the red in there too. It was just the most beautiful, like deep maroon um, but it was a real dark color. I knew immediately it, they represented carrying the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now, there will be others of you that will encounter these angels that carry the anointings of the seven spirits of God. Spirit of wisdom. And there will be these various anointings. Spirit of counsel. Spirit of knowledge. And so you have to just look and see what comes because the clothing could be green. Uh, there could be different, different things taking place. Praise God. So just be ready for the new. 
Be ready for the new. Praise God. Yes, there's fault. There's false things out there. We know that. We know there's deceiving spirits. But we also know that we can test the spirits. We know that we can test the spirits. Did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? Yes. Praise God. He sure did. No. Well, then you're a deceiving spirit. Get out of here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My friends, the anointing for breakthrough is here. Now, they're back again. This, this was going on earlier before the service today. Uh, I wouldn't call them cowboy angels, but let me tell you what I'm seeing in the spirit right now. I'm seeing angels, excuse me, I'm seeing men on horses that are dressed like cowboys with lassos. And the lasso, they can throw that lasso miles. They can throw the lasso hundreds of miles, thousands of miles. They can throw these lassos and bring in the support, bring in the connections, bring in the help. They can bring in what you need so that you can do what God has called you to do. Praise the Lord. And those angels are here now. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you that angels are pulling in, bringing in what your people need in order, in order to complete divine assignments. Praise the Lord. Pastors, get ready. Be, be, on, be, on, be on that assignment. Many of you, it's going to be a building project. Get ready. Get ready. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Get ready to drop some blueprints and get ready to get the numbers that you need because the help will come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Others, I see prophets, I see apostles, and you have plans to travel and to do crusades and to hold meetings, and you need to start strategizing that because the money will come, the equipment will come, the airfare will come. You may need to bring 10 people with you. Start strategizing that. Get it ready. Get it ready. Praise God. Praise God. It's time to move on these things. Other, others of you will need equipment and certain things like that. God's going to bring the provision. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So the provision will be pulled in with the lassos. Thank you, Lord Jesus, of the cowboy angels. Hallelujah. Father, we give you all the praise. We give you all of the praise. It's time. It's time. Praise the Lord. Some of you, you need some helpers. God's going to help you pull in the helpers. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Some of you need a job, maybe a new job. They can pull it in. I'm telling you, it's, it's here. It's here. You have heavens back up. They're here now. So, Father, we give you all of the praise. We thank you, Father God, for your eternal word, that your angels are ministering spirits, and they are sent, O oh God, to minister, to render service for us who will inherit salvation. So I thank you, Father God, that the angels are rendering service right now. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for glory moments, glory encounters. Praise you, O oh God. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Some of you, you're pretty good in this area. You're pretty well developed, and you're going to know. You're going to know when something's going on. When that happens, lean into it. Some of you have some extra time right now because of the, you know, stay-at-home type situations with the coronavirus. And, you know, I know on Monday that here in North Carolina, 
our governor has said, you know, pretty much stay at home unless you are an essential service. I'll still be coming to you uh, from the studio twice a week, if not more. But, you know, the state also now is like a lot of the other parts of the country, in many ways closed down till this thing clears off. But you can have some wonderful opportunities to really dial in with the Lord, get God's assignment, put your hands on that assignment, and the support will come. The angels will come. Praise the Lord. And they will come, and you're going to get it done quick. It will be accelerated. Lift your hands. So, Father, we give you all of the praise that you're working right now. I declare, I, I, I declare and decree angelic accelerated activity into your life right now receive in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus hallelujah okay this is what I, I was wanting to share earlier I think I can get it out in words now when angels begin to minister and you know something's going on don't let your mind ruin it for you you have a wonderful mind. You have a brilliant mind. God gave you your mind. But understand that God put spirit first. Your spirit. You are a spirit, by the way. You have a mind and you live in your body. But your spirit is your spirit can go places your mind never could. So the, uh, all I'm trying to say is in some of these things your mind can't quite keep up. That's okay. The, don't try to when it happens, don't try to figure it all out. Well, if this is of God, I need five verses to verify this right now. Lord, no, no, just enjoy the moment. Let God do His thing. Let the Holy Spirit flow and move. And don't kill it by trying to get all intellectual. And we thank God for intellect. We shouldn't be, you know, you know ignorant people. We should be people that develop our minds. But again, your spirit can go places your mind never could. So you may need to tell your mind just to chill out a little bit and lean in in the spirit and just pray and then your mind will sync with your spirit and then oftentimes you'll see it in a spiritual vision you'll see it on the image center of your mind praise God and then it can open up even further maybe you go into a trance maybe you go into even an open vision who knows what may happen but my friends don't short circuit a visitation by trying to get all intellectual all analytical oh what's this wind blowing around me what's this what's going on I've had the wind thing happen a lot, and you'll, you'll notice that when you begin often to feel a wind, uh, it's angels, and they, they, it's their wings. Not all angels have wings, but a whole lot do, and when they begin to move those wings, the wind can start blowing in the spirit, and nothing may be moving in the natural you know, the, the AC's off, the heater's off, the, the, no fans on, but yet there's wind going all around you. Well, just recognize that. And then don't try to figure all that stuff out. Just, just lean in. Lord, I thank you. I received the help of the angels. And sometimes, like David, heard the angels at the top of the trees. You start to hear things. That's usually how I get it when I know a visitation is about to take place or the spirit realm is beginning to open up. I actually start hearing first. I start hearing it, and then I yield to it. I slow down. I get real quiet and start closing my eyes and really give God all of my focus, and then it starts to open up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Some of you are about to get some new angels. Mm. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. I'm seeing all different kinds of angels that are being released right now. Thank you, Father God. We give you praise. Thank you, Father God, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, that Jesus is the head of the church, and all angels are under His authority. And their assignment is to serve us and to carry out these assignments for your glory. Thank you, Father God, for great exploits being accomplished quickly for your glory. Father, we receive the help of the angels, and we thank you in Jesus' name. We all shout and say, Amen. Praise the Lord. There will be times also the angels, they can carry the wisdom of God, and it's like hot oil coming over the top of your head, and it's, it's the oil of wisdom. It's an anointing for the spirit of wisdom, the same spirit that was on Moses, the same spirit that was on the 70 elders, the same spirit that was on so many of the people of God, that wisdom of God mm, to make right choices. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. My friends, let's take communion today. And God has made full provision for us for everything that we need through His Son, Jesus. Praise the Lord. If you're watching today's program and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to tell you that He gave His life for you at the cross at Calvary in Jerusalem about 2,000 years ago. Jesus laid His life down. When you think of a lamb, you think of an innocent sweet little animal. Well, Jesus was called the Lamb of God. He was spotless. He was sinless. So as a sinless sacrifice, He laid His life down for us so He could redeem us from all sin, all associated shame, and that we could be pure and clean through His shed blood. If you would like to receive Him today, He's ready to take you in right now. Just pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I need a Savior. I need you. Jesus, you died for me on the cross. You were buried, and you rose again three days later. Jesus, I accept you now as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Wash all of my sins away. Give me your new life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus, write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for taking me to heaven with you when my time comes. Jesus, I give you praise. In your name I pray. Amen. My friends, Jesus has heard your prayer. He has saved your soul. He has washed you with His blood. And you belong to Him right now. Praise God. Let's take Holy Communion together. Everybody, let's take communion together. You can grab some unleavened bread. If you don't have a little wafer like I do, you can just grab a little cracker. And in the cup, I have grape juice. And we're going to pray over it and bless it. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the bread and the juice. We bless it. We consecrate it. We set it apart as holy. We thank You it is the body and the blood of our Savior. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. There's a healing anointing right now. If you're watching right now, there's a healing anointing for asthma, and there's a healing anointing for the coronavirus. If you have it, if you have that virus and you're sick, so much of that hits the lungs, it makes it very difficult for people to breathe. And many people have died from it. But even if you have it, healing anointing is available now. 
I release that anointing now into your body, into your chest, into your lungs. Breathe in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the coronavirus. It must loose you now. Let go of them now in Jesus' name. Coronavirus, let go of them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take Holy Communion together. Father, we just thank you for the blood and the bread, the body. Thank you, Father God, for healing. Thank you for angels. Everything that we need in this new covenant, in this meal. Father, thank you for Jesus. It's all because of him. He paid the price for every blessing. We receive his body now in his name. Amen. Let's partake together. Healing in your body. No sickness in your body. No flu, no cough, no headache, no symptom. In the name of Jesus, be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We celebrate his death until he comes. Father, thank you for the cross. Father, may the cross, the instrument of crucifixion, of the self-life, may it work in our lives. Thank you, Father, for Jesus who went there willfully for us. We embrace the cross. We thank you, Father God, we lose our lives so that we can have his life. Thank you, Father, we lose our identity so that we can have his identity in us. Father, we thank you for forgiveness of all sins, cleansing from all unrighteousness, and total, complete, right standing with you through his precious blood. Thank you, Father God, for the ministry of the angels. Thank you, Father God, that they they just are mystified by the miracle of salvation. But Father, we thank you that we are recipients of salvation, of Christ's newness of life. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, we receive all of your help. And today, especially since we've been studying it, we receive the help of your great angels, the mighty angels, the strong angels. Thank you, Father, for breakthroughs, 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 sudden breakthroughs in Jesus' great name. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Christ. Praise the Lord. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. There is a rainbow colored angel that's very large dispensing. I see the different colors. I see the red, the, the wisdom. I see the yellow, the knowledge. I see the seven spirits of the Lord flowing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I see that angel releasing gifts. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And it's like light, light touching the eyes of your understanding, touching your mind, touching your heart. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for the ministry of the angels. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you that we would never worship an angel. We worship you only. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We worship you and give you praise. We thank you for the help of the angels. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Woo, colors are shifting. 
And just flow with me in the spirit. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Colors are shifting. Thank you, Father, for new angels being released right now. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. Some of them I could actually call out, but I think also the Lord wants me to do it under the, I would uh, almost use the word stealth, S-T-E-A-L-T-H, under the radar, under the radar, because they're going, they're going all over the world right now. They're going to the people of God on assignment. They're going to help you get it done. Father, we give you praise. Woo, hallelujah. They're like, like a stealth aircraft. They, they, they're not even detected on radar, but yet they'll get the job done. So, Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah. God sending some angels that you would call also the big guns. Because now the big guns are being, the heavy artillery is being moved to the front of the lines. Praise the Lord. And it's going to blow holes, big holes through for God's people to go through. Big opportunities, big doors, be looking for them. Be looking for them. And know what it happens that was because of God's angels. Hallelujah. Working with God's angels. Woo! Praise the Lord. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, there's an anointing. Very strong. Very strong. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. My friends, let's close it out for now. There's an anointing that's just hanging. And just you may want to just sit in that for a few minutes. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you. And be looking for these, these moments. Be looking for this help because it's here. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for watching. I look forward to seeing you back next time. Till then, stay richly blessed. Bye-bye.